0: Gillette.
1: Yeah, Gillette. Oh, I was gonna say like Gillette Stadium. Why don't you introduce yourself, man?
0: Sure, I'm Adam Gillette with Accuracy in Media. We've been around since nineteen sixty nine using investigative journalism and citizen activism to hold corrupt politicians and bad journalists accountable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading I was reading the description. If you ever noticed how like Wikipedia will just openly like slander anything they don't if you Google BitChute, BitChute is a far right hate group, and I'm like, what the no, it's just an alternative to YouTube accuracy. Our Wikipedia
0: too. page reads like if all of your ex-girlfriends got <laughs> yes. together in a room, yes. got drunk, and randomly stumbled upon an old email from you, yeah. that's our Wikipedia page. Yeah. It's literally the people who hate us most, who are most opposed to the work that we do are political enemies, and there are um, two editors from Wikipedia who openly monitor our page. So anytime <laughs> we try to add more recent things or try to correct not just defamatory, obnoxious things, but outright lies in our Wikipedia page, they change right back. Yeah. it's
1: wild. Oh yeah. Oh dude, it's the Ministry of Truth. It is. It is. It is blossoming. But I, f- I finally got to a point. It makes me think of like the, um, the saying that I guess bombers would use in World War Two. All the Americans, they would always say, you know, when you're obviously it's not a new saying, um, when you're taking flack, it, it's good. That means you're over the target. Yes,
0: exactly. That's how I, I, kind that of, phrase, yeah. I use it all the time. That's how if I kind of take it. If didn't now. mind us, I'd be worried.
1: Yes, that's how I take it now. When I'm like something's getting censored, like I uh, I tried to run an ad on one of my videos the other day for the like first time I've ever run an ad. And I got it going. It was with a bunch of former Delta Force guys. And, like, Facebook ran that, and it's Delta Force guys openly talking about, like, civil war. And I was like, okay, so it's pretty, you know, it's pretty open. I tried to do the Mitzi Purdue one about human trafficking, and they denied it twice.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so weird.
1: It's a little hairy. She mentions Taiwan yeah. in it, and I wonder, that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if it's, they're because anything you say Taiwan, that's flagged, but point being yeah take the fl- taking flag means you're over the target but um, exactly yeah man but uh yeah well aside, what else is you know what else about you man aside from that i mean you know i can say i'm tommy from tommy's podcast but i mean i'm also you know i'm also a moron i'm a friend i play video games like what else about you dog
0: sure on most of those things i don't play video games <sighs> but i get you know the, i have the most fun putting smiles on the faces or i'm sorry uh, putting frowns in the faces of bad people, and that's what we do. Um, you know, we we hold politicians accountable. We hold bad journalists accountable. We hold you know pop culture figures when they're behaving badly accountable. Uh, a couple months ago, over the summer, do you remember when a bunch of celebrities were paying the bail money yes. for rioters who were getting arrested for yes. riots? Yes. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't know what you thought of that. No,
1: that was uh, that was pretty. Uh, that was some commie horse shit. oh it's
0: terrible terrible. (laughs) and i'm very sympathetic to a lot of the things that the black lives matter activists want i want to demilitarize the police Uh, i'm for ending chokeholds i'm for reforming qualified immunity i'm against police unions i'm against all public sector unions so it's not as if i'm not on the side of what some grassroots activists want to do but i'm not for burning down minority-owned businesses in the name of social justice. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. So all these celebrities announced on social media they're gonna donate 100 grand. I'm gonna donate more than that. 25 different celebrities announced they were doing at least six-figure gifts. So we didn't like that very much. Yeah. And we knew that if we just went after them on social media, it's like somebody coming after you with a, an opposing viewpoint. You dig in your heels. Mm-hmm. And celebrities are used to getting hit on social media. Sure. So I did the same thing anybody would have done in that situation. I found one of those services you could sign up for where you look up any celebrity, and it gives you the name, email address, oh, yeah. and phone number yeah, of yeah. their manager, publicist, and agent. Yeah. And we set up an actual alert, the kind you would use to send a message to your congressman and senator about a tax cut or whatever, and you send one message, and it went to 20 different agents, managers, and publicists of these celebrities. Well, they got 80,000 emails <laughs> in the course of a week, and it, you know, it didn't say your client's an a hole. Yes. I hate him, burn in hell. Sure. It said what your client is doing is stupid. Instead, they should donate the money to minority-owned businesses that got burnt down, and so forth. Because if anybody's got influence with these celebrities, I've got to assume it's their ma their manager, sure. their agent.
1: Sure.
0: Then the next day, we started phone calls. <laughs> Normally, if you ever use robocalls, you know, people order phone calls to Republican primary voters. Uh, you know, press one to be connected with the mayor's office. tell them yeah. against you're, you're against the tax hike. Ours was, to Republican primary voters, press one to be connected with the William Morris Agency, which represents a plurality of the celebrities that are donating to pay the bail money for violent rioters. We did that with the, some phone calls for a few days. Then the day after that, we started working on the cell phone numbers of the agents. Yeah. Publicly available, we yeah, yeah, never yeah, dig yeah. up a private one, sure. but the publicly available cell phone numbers of these agents. So that's what i say what i mean we seek to put frowns in the faces of bad people yeah we're living in a world right now where the left has politicized every bit of our culture sports entertainment everything so that's what they want to do if these are going to be political actors they should be treated with the same thing that you would expect a political actor to be treated with yeah and that's why we go after it
1: yeah it's it's kind of like the you know it's kind of like world war one not to immediately like escalate this conversation but it's kind of like world war one you know using chlorine gas or something they eventually realized they're like yo like you know we're releasing this thing and just we're hoping like the literal winds are in our favor right that's it's, right that's right that's right you did you see that tweet i think it was over this summer or it was some guy saying it was like yes you know like you know, pigs in a blanket, like burn them, and it was like a like it's some celebrity. I cannot remember his name for the life. A celebrity athlete, I don't know. Someone just not in touch I think with was Satan. Sa- I Satan, it. Satan. Essay. It was a Lucifer. Yeah. It's no, a,
0: I mean, it's cra- it's crazy to see stuff like that. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Who could believe in such a thing? And then you want to share that with the world? What but, the heck?
1: But he but he posted it, and it was a, of a police department burning, right? And it was this virtue signal, go get them. And then, like a couple hours later, you could see the tweet slowly changing as the rioters as the forest fire as as the uh as the chlorine gas got out of control and they came to his neighborhood and then it's like well let's just take down everyone with a nice home and he said i think his exact tweet was if it was anyone else it would have been it would have been said it was racist but he said like somebody stopped these animals they're like they're at our nice gated community and it was yeah. like dude if you let if you let the like the dogs of war out like there's no controlling this thing man yeah and it's yeah. that's to me that was my favorite, I think that was my favorite moment of twenty twenty It was like how dare they attack my like you know manicured lawn like they lit my golf my, my golf cart on fire but it's it's a weird thing where who was there's some there's some like rock some old rock star like a week ago that was like someone posted a- some paparazzi posted a picture of him wearing a trump hat, and you know immediately you know the dogs were sicked on him and I remember he tweeted he was like. Right now, it's very popular to hate Trump. And he's like, I am at my heart. He's like, I'm apolitical, but I'm also a punk, punk rocker. Right, have been my whole life. And he was like, to be hated, he's like, that's like where I thrive. So he's like, I don't even like him. But he was just like, go Trump, because he's like, I'm anti-establishment. And it was like,
0: I think it was actually a guy in the Sex Pistols. Say, yes. And that's exactly right. Yes. I've been saying that Greg Gutfeld has been making that point for years that conservatives are today's punk rockers. The left used to be all question authority, yeah. rebel, stand up against authority. Yeah. Now they're like, don't question
1: anything. Don't question. Do what
0: the government tells yeah. you. The experts said this, we gotta follow the rules. We're enforcing rules here. Yeah conservatives are the punk rockers of today
1: yeah and it's that's that's the most hilarious like plot twist of the last four years is yeah use the wrong hashtag say the wrong pronoun it's off with your head you know god oh, they're forbid literally book burners
0: yeah. they have literally yeah. become the book burners they're out there burning harry potter books because they say she's transphobic that- it's crazy <laughs> i want to find the mixed meetup group of the <laughs> A little bit wacky nutty christians who hate harry potter because they hate witchcraft. Satan. and i want to meet them up and have the, the world's weirdest cocktail mixer with them and the trans you know rights activists who are also burning
1: the harry potter books i want to see how that goes down how would that go down because uh, because you're right it's yeah because I, I went to i remember i went to private catholic school which, hey there's another target on my back right white guy blue eyes american flag just stack it up but and yeah it was harry potter's bad witchcraft right But you're right, because if those like hardcore uh, Catholics don't like him, but they support Trump, but then you get the anti-JK rallying because she isn't far left enough, what would happen? what would it mix I don't think would it, it explode
0: well, it, it would be like the famous baptist and bootleggers coalition where sure. you know who wants alcohol to be illegal the baptists who don't like alcohol and the bootleggers who are kept in business by the fact that it's illegal yeah i, I think it might be like that in that they share the same a, a, allegiance and alliance and uh, they support the same sort of thing for different reasons but in person they'd probably hate each other to death yeah i well, don't think it would go on well because it would be fun as heck to watch
1: yeah because one side likes trump though that i would imagine right the conservative catholics that would be interesting that would be like a fuel air bomb that would be there was didn't the k g b do that where they'd they'd set up meetings on facebook between like b l m and then like thin blue line or something and they would <laughs> you didn't know that I'm trying to get him on Vince, I didn't know
0: that but it sounds like the greatest reality it's, show ever yeah I v- yeah on this
1: fall. Vince, Vince Houghton the curator of the National spy Museum and the author of one of my favorite books called nuking the moon and other cold War ideas that stayed on the drawing board well I'm trying to get on the podcast and he might be but
0: love the spy museum yeah yeah
1: oh yeah but he he talked about in the beginning he was like whether you he was like believe it or not like it or not he was like an objective fact He's like there was meddling in 2016 he's like I've studied this all my life that's what it is I'm apolitical it's like that being said kind of like uh he's like you have to respect your enemy and he was like they played a beautiful game and he mentions that he goes setting up facebook groups sort of like you know ip tracked like fbi tracked, and it's like yeah this is coming from like russia but it's yeah it's setting up blm and thin blue line or it's like trans life matter and then versus next like next door to like the westboro baptist church and it was just like yeah. they're pitting these against each other just to sow discord and I was like, well, yeah. The,
0: the most wild part of all that with things like the Russian meddling is, sure. if we just kind of ignored them, their meddling is so really insignificant, okay. Russia, Russia okay. doesn't have that much power. Yeah, they, they spent like, what, $80,000 online in the 2016 election or something, as if we are to believe that $80,000 is so significant as to, you know, really have an impact in the election. If so, what are they spending the tens of millions on yeah. if this 80000 could have yeah. swung it. But then, when the media won't stop talking yes. about Russian meddling, like, they work to do more PR work for Putin than Putin's own people ever could, the way they build them up. Meanwhile, Russia is so freaking weak. A couple of years ago, their economy had shrunk so much, it was literally the size of Mexico's economy in well, GDP.
1: I think now it's nobody below... Nobody
0: fears Mexico. Yeah. The cartels don't fear Mexico. You know, nothing. <laughs> Who's fearing Mexico? I love Mexico. I've been there many times, but nobody fears Mexico. Why should? anyone aside from maybe Belarus or the Ukraine you know a nearby neighbor fear Russia we should not fear Russia not because they're our friends you know their government but because they're no threat to anyone really well yeah for us to sit around overstating their significance and overstating their importance is just asinine and it's all Putin could ever want
1: yeah it's well it's it, it is it is brilliant it's um I mean one thing i was talking you know with everyone kind of freaking out about like uh the guys in camis and unmarked fans grabbing protesters which hey i'm not i'm not for i think that's a very no. that's but hey that was put in that was put in effect by who in 2012 the national defense authorization act ndaa 2012. you could suspend the writ of habeas corpus and you didn't have to do due, due process and also in 2012 was the I read it this morning and i could never I'd, i've always known it but i haven't gotten the exact terminology and now i'm already forgetting it i think it's the smith smith mund m-u-n-d-t act of 1948 which suspended propaganda from the united states government onto american people after three years after the war right during the war you gotta hey we're gonna take the japs right you got it is the sure. only way you're gonna do it how else are you gonna do it yeah, but they suspended it in 1948. Why? Okay, war is over. Six months after we formed the Air Force, the CIA, the National Security Act. So it's kind of like, hey, we got it down pat, right? That was suspended in 2012, and it's never got brought up that they suspended the law that held 12 years, 52, 52, after 64 years, that you can't use propaganda on U.S. citizens in on U.S. soil. That was suspended in 2012. I mean, does it? I mean, does that get a little hairy? Like, so what's really going on right now?
0: I would say, I would be careful about overstating the significance of them suspending it, because laws constricting government, I feel like, are largely insignificant.
1: (laughs) We can pass all the laws we want,
0: but... Yeah. in reality they don't adhere to the constitution which to my knowledge hasn't officially been suspended okay, they don't adhere sure. to the second amendment the 10th amendment any of that stuff. yeah sure. so to suggest that Touché. you know one minor law and no one would make the case that between 1948 and 2012 there was no government <laughs> I, know, I know right <laughs> no one's gonna sit here and say oh my gosh things are about to get a lot worse <sighs> the government's gonna start lying to us we haven't seen that since 47. Oh, no one's God. gonna say that So that was, yeah I, I'm not too bothered by it what I do know <laughs> is that Similar to what you said about, you know, them pulling protesters off the streets and that being from an Obama law of twenty twelve. I know that if we elect Barack Obama in two thousand eight, we're gonna close Guantanamo Bay and we're gonna repeal the Patriot Act. And I'm really looking forward to all that
1: happening. I can't wait any day now.
0: Any, any day now out. we're
1: gonna do it. It's
0: now, yeah. surely they passed the law in secret and it doesn't take effect until next week. I'm yeah, sure it it's
1: and it's right around the corner. It's yeah, it's true. And like there is like cognitive dissonance. Like I'm like I'm openly more on the right. But then there is some cognitive dissonance where it's like, hey, I really don't like I'm not talking for you. I'm talking for myself and only myself. It's like, hey, I really don't like what he's doing in Portland. DHS grabbing guys, you know, these ex-spec ops guys grabbing U.S. citizens. And then I kind of let it go. I'm just like, yeah, don't do that again. But the reality is, is I know if Biden did that and was running for re-election, I would be screaming at the top of my lungs. So it's weird. There is a cognitive dissonance.
0: Well, I know the Republicans in the House and the Senate are dying for a Democrat president to win the, or a Democrat candidate to win the presidency so that they can become fiscal conservatives again. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. The only thing that makes Republicans in Congress fiscally conservative is a dem in the White House. Yeah. And the amount of cognitive dissonance there is insane. Yeah. Nobody likes to talk about it. When I bring it up with people, they get very confused. Quiet, but the final yeah. six years of the Obama administration, largely because of the sequester, had the slowest level of spending increases in a hundred years. Not because Boehner and Reid and Obama were fiscal hawks, but because of gridlock. And people forget that, you know, they think that if I vote for the right person and the right person wins, good things will happen. In reality, the elections don't have the direct consequences you expect them to have. The consequences we see in our reality come from whatever random things occur and we usually they're unpredictable they come from circumstance yes the laws we see come from nine eleven happening yes they come from the great recession happening they come from COVID 19 happening yeah they don't come because your guy won the state house race and you know he's a great constitutionalist and things are going to change yeah or the wrong guy won a u.s senate race those things can matter they can be important yeah you know they're pieces in the game but the most consequential stuff comes from unpredictable circumstances
1: yeah and that's yeah there's I mean, was it was it Trump that tweeted like a couple of months ago. He was like $2 trillion spending bill now. And I just remember I was like, I was like, hey, wh- wh- what?" I was like, what? Two thousand billion dollars. I was like, hold, hold on, what are we doing? And it was like, but you're I mean, admittedly, you're just like, well, you know, we need it. And I'm like, well, where is that tolerance when someone else is in charge From myself? I mean, I'm just I'm scolding myself. I'm like, where else is, does that come from? You know, it's yeah. we want to
0: talk cognitive dissonance the tea party movement was founded in opposition to federal bailouts (laughs) now those same people all love trump trump does a massive federal bailout i did not exactly see the tea party marching on washington yeah and to their credit many of them were against uh, federal bailouts previously when bush was pushing them so it's not just that it was a republican thing but by then you know bush had abandoned them they were sick of the establishment and uh, Trump represented something that's not the establishment, but they totally look the other way. Trump does massive bailouts, and this whole movement that was founded in opposition to bailouts—I don't see them marching on Washington. I was told, you know, I, I was talking to friends of mine in you know 2012, I'm sorry, 2016, and you know, saying I kind of like actually I'm going to probably vote for Gary Johnson not Trump. They said if you don't vote for Trump, we're going to have trillions of dollars in federal spending. Well, I did vote for Johnson, and they were right.
1: <laughs> You're absolutely right.
0: It's, it's terrible you're absolutely you know, yeah. many good things have happened in my op- opinion sure. you're speaking as a person um you know an, an individual not the head of accuracy in media tripp has done sure. a lot of things i like sure. he's been much better than i expected on so many different things sure but as we always see whenever a republican takes the presidency Federal spending increases dramatically.
1: Yeah, And as we said,
0: the only thing that makes federal, Republicans in D.C. conservative is a dem, fiscally conservative is a damn in the White House.
1: Yeah, and it's like one thing I always just to like rein myself back as I have on my, I have on my super liberal friend Ernie, who's born in Mexico, worked in the Obama administration, worked in the the Democratic Party in Georgia. I always have him on just so I can like sort of dilute myself. But one thing I he brought up one time, and I try to bring up as much as I can, is like. You have to if you can find one good thing about the quote-unquote other side You don't even have to admit it openly But if you can just find one good thing in your mind That is like the foot in the door that allows you to maybe find another good thing And the one I always point to is it wasn't until the Obama administration That the US government picked up the bill for the families of deceased soldiers who were returning at Dover Air Force Base Not far from here They would pick up the bill their their flight and their hotel to come receive the flag-draped coffin of their child until wow. then, you had to pay for it, right? Wow. Which I never knew. And it's, yeah. so I try to find that. And I'm no huge, op- I voted for him when I was 18. You know, I also wanted, you know, nuclear fusion energy and no more Guantanamo, right? But sure. it's, it's, I try to find that. And I try to find that in everyone. Cause I'm, if I can find that, I'm like, okay, well, someone that did that clearly isn't Satan, right? That's a good thing. Or you can really you can change it up. You can deliver it and say, did you know that Trump did this? And ah, that's and you say, well, no, that was Obama. So I try to do yeah. that. And that's, there's yeah.
0: always things that happen yeah. either from their intention or just because of circumstance sure. you know, again, Obama with the federal spending wasn't because he was a fiscal hawk. It was just because of circumstance. But those things always exist. Two of my favorites are Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, one, deregulated the airline industry. I don't know how much you know about this, but nope. before then, federal government set all the prices that the airlines could charge and that's why you know um, the airlines twa and pan am they competed based on the quality of service that they could give you because the prices were set by the federal government so there was no there was no low-cost carrier the flight was going to cost x no matter what but if this airline gave you an ice cream sundae and, a and this food and that thing and then you would choose that airline over the other one well, jimmy carter came in and said well, if we deregulate the airline industry, prices can drop dramatically. Many more Americans can afford to fly in an aeroplane. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Also, similarly uh, important, he deregulated and legalized homebrewing. It was illegal to homebrew until Jimmy Carter. So it, it, it took a Southern Baptist to get us home brewing.
1: Yeah. See, like, again, those are things I never knew. And, yeah, you got to, I mean... It's like, OK, so if you find that, you can move forward. But I've been trying to, like, draw since On Thursday, I had on Rob Manning, the chief engineer of NASA JPL, who just light like, years smarter than me. And he said two things that got me really thinking about politics. And one was that they had two methods that they were trying to get to Mars with their most recent rover in 2011. One was it came down and then dropped it by a crane. And then another was it basically had this huge like airbag and it just rolled. And they would get so heated and get at each other's throats he's like, every once in a while, they'd have to like go into a room and basically the director would have to come in and be like, hey, we're all trying to go, go to Mars. He's like, remember that. We're trying to go to Mars. And one thing I try to think of is like, that's like left and right. And I'm like, we're all trying to go to better society X on the horizon, right? And I... I've been not this has anything to do with what you're saying. I don't know why I brought this up, but I'm trying to remember that. I'm like, we're all trying to go as much as the media would have us like to believe that virtually everyone who disagrees with you is a, you know, a a terrorist or a a white supremacist. I think the vast majority of us are all trying to go to the metaphorical Mars. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The media consistently creates false dichotomies
0: as if we only have two choices to decide between either. I'm totally anti-masks and I think COVID is a complete hoax or, you know, I want to support lockdowns every second and put everybody, you know, lock lock everybody away and and so forth. They don't leave room for the world where, you know, if you want to come out and say, you know what, I think some masks work when worn properly, other masks don't necessarily work, that we're not even allowed to have that position. You got to be on one extreme end or the other extreme end. Similarly, you've got either be thin blue line or Black Lives Matter. There's no room for the people who are like, Listen, I'm for some reforms of how police go about their business, but I'm not in favor of burning buildings to a crisp.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no no room for that. There's no
0: room for us. But in reality, that's, I think, where most people are. That's less sexy for the media. They, you know, if it leads, it leads is their story. So there's, there's really no room for that, unfortunately. Yeah. And the other mistake that I think all of us make, even individually, is they always, we always think, and I've always been guilty of this, our side our candidates our politicians are largely just saying this stuff to get elected we probably can't trust them as soon as they're elected they kind of abandon the principles anyway you know i wish our side really believed like the other side did and then when the other side says something oh my god did you hear what he said well, I got news for you. The other side says stuff to appease their base, too. Yes. The other side is just trying to fire up the base and get elected, too. Yeah. They don't necessarily believe the stuff they say either. Yeah. But when it's something we're opposed to, oh my God, he said he was going to do X. Yeah. Yeah, but our candidate said he was going to do Y. We know he's full of it.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. It's a, it's a, di- yeah. You can only have one or the other. And yeah, it's, but on, on the other hand, I kind of look at it like, um, one thing rob manning also said the nasa guy was like because of the moon is always tugging on the earth and vice versa it keeps it churning it keeps the core churning which you know create or creates and sustains the magnetic field it creates a cycle of magma flow and in a lot of ways aside from the sun gives basically keeps the engine warm and that's one thing i was thinking of i was like maybe that's what keeps the american engine warm is this constant tug like you know you ever take a piece of metal like a paper clip and bend it and the center gets hot I wonder if that's what it is. Is there just, in my stupid mind, my simpleton way of looking at things, is it just two parties tugging and it keeps the core churning? Or is that an idyllic way to look at it and not at all?
0: I I think that's lipstick on a pig.
1: (laughs) I I appreciate the honesty.
0: Well, we used to be able to sure. agree to disagree, but unfortunately our culture, because of the social justice left, has moved in such a way where agree to disagree isn't allowed anymore, yeah. because they convince themselves that the people who disagree with them are inherently evil, and who yeah, would agree yeah. to disagree with someone who's inherently evil? Yeah. So that is incredibly dangerous for public discourse. Uh, you know, that makes it different from the politicians of 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, who could disagree during the day and go get dinner afterwards. Sure. That hurts it. Sure. Uh, but then also the things in which we used to unite that held us, helped us overlook our differences, things like in the culture and in sports, those have become a combination of politicized and fragmented first of all, they politicized sports, they but politicize just, just, every bit of our pol- culture. Yeah. It used to be, we can go to a sporting event and hang out with a liberal because we both like the same team yeah. and we could both, you know, hate the conservative who likes the other team sure. and have fun with it. But now every bit of our culture has become political and One of the downsides of the internet and today's technology is our culture is incredibly fragmented. We all used to watch the same TV shows and listen to the same movies and there were 13 channels and there were only, you know, so many options within the culture to consume content. So we could all relate that we had all seen it. Now, there's 5 million different TV shows. Who knows what the number one artist is? Because, you know, in the world of streaming, who knows what anybody's listening to in terms of music? We don't have any of the shared cultural things that we had in common before that we could bond over. So in addition to having different beliefs, we have nothing else in common with these other people. They're in a totally different world from us, unfortunately. So, you know, rather than being able to be held together, we're totally being pulled apart by all of this.
1: Yeah, that's that's a brilliant point, actually. Yeah, is we're... Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's like whatever. You know, did you watch the it's yeah, we're all in our hype. I think Duncan Trussell, the comedian always says, calls it reality tunnels. It's like whatever you have yeah. on here, we have different apps. We have different YouTube playlists. We have different, you know, what am I going to watch tonight? Am I going to watch a, a movie about UFOs or am I going to watch whatever? Tiger King, which I still have. I, I don't know what that is. Right. But it's we all have our, are you going to listen to Post Malone? Or are you going to listen to Cardi B or or whatever? The Rolling Stones or the Sex Pistols, whatever it's yeah
0: you yeah. can so easily just stay with platforms that not only do you like and don't challenge you creatively culturally uh ideologically but also you can just read news outlets that reinforce your beliefs mm. all day long and not even be aware of the other beliefs yeah now i i don't i'm not dismissing the fact that we've got a multitude of media outlets to choose from i think that's fantastic sure but at least previously you know you would be forced to be exposed to see other some other viewpoints because that's all that was out there well that doesn't happen anymore and our media's moved into Such a manner that they realize in this fragmented landscape, they know what their base is. They know what their base believes in. Their core audience believes in. So they just write stories that appease that audience, whether or not it's true. Yeah. You know, the New York Times just writes stories every day. Trump did this dumb thing. Yeah. Even if he didn't, and they know he didn't, simply because that's going to get more clicks than Ah. Trump didn't do anything dumb today. Yeah. Their audience wants to read Trump on his face.
1: Yeah. It's like Reddit. The same. It's the same thing on Reddit. You go to Reddit. It's the same. You can predict. I get down after. I sit down after work to eat dinner and i always pull up reddit politics and i just play a game with myself i'm like what is it going to be tonight it's going to be this this i just go through and check them off i'm like of course but to what you were saying earlier about the dichotomy so is the move is the move third party and i don't know i mean you don't i guess don't you don't have to speak for accuracy in media you can just speak for adam do you think the move is third party
0: no third party has ever succeeded in the history of American politics on the presidential level. Not Even yet. Lincoln that Not people yet. try to point to wasn't a third party. The Republican Party was the second party because, you know, the the Whigs had collapsed into a bunch of different parties. Yeah. You know, the Republican Party was so much the second party that the Democrats ran two candidates in yeah. 1860. That's how big and powerful they were at that time. Now you don't get to run, run two candidates and win, which is how Lincoln won yeah. with such a small percentage of the vote but now third party candidates don't win. Uh, I think the move is to hijack an existing party and we've seen that happen time and time and time again. Okay. Conservatives, you know, starting after the Goldwater movement really did a great job of taking over and steering the Republican Party and many times we've seen leftists really take hold of the Democratic Party. We mm-hmm. saw them do it in 72 with McGovern and they've done it again as of late. Younger people may not realize that when Clinton ran in 92 Democrats had been out of office for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Last time they were in office, they had Jimmy Carter. It didn't end well. So Clinton ran as a new Democrat. Yeah. That was his phrase. He ran openly as a moderate. He said things in his State of the Union addresses like the era of big government is over. You know, this was a Democrat saying these things. Uh, so, you know, the parties can change wildly. And the, you know, the progressive left really took over the Democrat Party again in the years after Bill Clinton. We've seen that as a success story happen again and again and again in both parties. Mm-hmm. We've never seen a third party succeed. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit back in my corner. It's, yeah. So, it's, no, dude, no, I, I appreciate no, I the... I for
0: third party candidates. I happily do, yeah. but I, I don't think that they're going to win. Yeah,
1: no, no, I, no, dude, don't apologize. I appreciate... I'd much rather have someone tear me a new one than sit here and tell me what I want to hear because that gets me nowhere. Why am, why am I even doing the podcast if I'm not learning anything? Well, um, I'm always
0: a believer and you know, this isn't exclusively true in this planet, thanks to brilliant, brilliant people, but I'm always a believer that if it hasn't happened before, the odds of it happening now are rather slim. And You can't apply that to everything in life, but in sports and in politics and in so many things, you can see, well, if nobody else has ever been able to get this to work, that doesn't mean it's impossible, but it just means it's not only unlikely, it may not be the best route to go. You may want to try another route to do that.
1: Sure yeah yeah it's kind of it's but to me i kind of i kind of look at it as like uh like the life on earth question it's like we can't find it but it's here you and i are talking to each other we clearly are life on earth then surely if it's happened once it can happen again and i think part of me just to look at it as like i mean i know it's idyllic but i'm like you know what nothing trump wasn't supposed to happen And he did. So why can't something improbable again happen? By the way, we've hit 30 minutes. I know I said I wouldn't keep you longer than that. I'm good. I'm good to keep going, but I know you got to go. So I just wanted to inform you. Okay. 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 Um, But yeah, that's how I try to look at it. I'm like, if Trump Trump wasn't supposed to happen, but he did. Right. That's true. Why can't something else happen for better or worse? Why can't something else happen that's not supposed to happen? Right.
0: Well, again, things can happen, and it's entirely possible that, in the example of a third-party candidate, that could happen. But there's a limited amount of time, talent, and treasure in this world. Mm -hmm. And the people who succeed in politics, the people who succeed in sports and business, whatever else, they use those things as effectively as possible, or at least in a more effective manner than their opposition not because it's impossible to do other things, but you want to do what's going to be the best use of your limited resources. If we know that time and time again, ideological movements have been effective at taking over an existing party. And if we also know that time and time again, ideological movements have failed at having success on a third party, why would you go the latter strategy when you could go the former? And if you're going to bet your money on a better way that would succeed, I bet my money on the one that's worked time and time again, as opposed to the one that's failed time and time again.
1: Okay. So i say
0: it can happen. But yeah. just to say the likelihood of it going that route. Well, heck, I'd much rather go that route. I've seen people do it so many times in recent history.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I got you. So let me just pick your brain because I've, you know, I know my own thoughts, so I don't get any benefit out of me repeating mine. What do you think is going to happen for the election? Where do you think it's which way do you think it's going? How is it going to happen? What's going to happen after?
0: sure I, you know it's still early to say and a lot can change if i'm betting money i think biden wins uh the popular vote by a wider margin than hillary and i think a couple of those swing states narrowly go for biden causing trump to lose okay uh you know maybe he just happens to randomly as a fluke lose florida or he loses pennsylvania or ohio uh, or you know he just loses a combination of random ones like arizona or michigan i, I think he loses a couple of those narrowly and that it probably as a result goes for biden yeah. But it's early. It's it's hard to say. It's still relatively early. But I, I think that's where it's going. What do you think?
1: That's yeah, I have that feeling. I, I have that feeling. It's I'm going to for everyone listening to podcast tomorrow's canceled because I got to go register to vote. It's the last day to vote, but it's got a last day to go register here in Maryland. So, but yeah, it's it, it feels like it's swinging towards Biden. It does. And. And uh, I
0: never would have said that in February I would have thought that Biden would have had no chance I would have thought Bernie could maybe win sure, But Biden I would have thought no chance
1: It feels like there's It it feels like there's something It's yeah I mean it's like as much as Like you know I don't want to like I mean I don't see I guess the way I look at it is it's not so much that I see Trump losing as I don't definitively See Biden losing it used to be Not that I thought Trump was going to win so much as I was sure Biden would lose I don't think That anymore And furthermore, if something crazy can happen, like Trump winning in 2016, where it's like, what the, you know, why can't the inverse happen? Why can't everyone so sure that Trump is going to bulldoze him? If Trump can can beat Hillary Clinton in that crazy upset Cinderella story, well, then why can't quote unquote Sleepy Joe beat the incumbent president, right? It seems like that same improbability.
0: And a lot of people make the point that historically this election is very similar to many other ones we've seen, especially post-World War II, where the party out of power nominates a candidate, probably more of a centrist, who almost looks presidential. He's basically a poor man's president. You think of Bob Dole in 92. You think of Mitt Romney in 2012. Mm -hmm. You know, both parties have nominated Michael Dukakis, I'm sorry, not Dukakis, but McGovern in uh, 84. Uh, um, what's his name in 84 who won one state his home state um i don't know why i can't remember i
1: was thinking the billionaire in the 90s ross perot not him no 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 Um, No.
0: i I can't remember mcgovern was 72 and in 84 i forget who the democrats had but he only won his home state of minnesota clobber in every other state the party out of power consistently nominates a poor man's president and that person always loses Biden fits the mold of a poor man's president more than anybody else. And he's a bit of a centrist like those candidates as well. So in a normal year, I I would think he would get his clock clean, Yeah. but uh, because of COVID and because of uh, the riots, and because I think Trump personally handled both those things from a PR point of view, forget policy your point of view i think he handled those things relatively poorly the, the way most voters view it i i think that causes him to lose yeah uh, obviously re-elections are really you know um, referendums on the incumbent more so than they're about the challenger which has allowed biden to stay in his bunker for a month we were joking that if biden comes out of his bunker and sees his shadow does that mean four more years of trump like, <laughs> put the rules on that but it, it's worked out for him because trump's out there just having unforced errors and mm-hmm. you know getting people sick of him yeah unfortunately
1: yeah, yeah. i think I think he has a rabid supporter base, but I think unlike anyone in history, he has whipped up a side of people who normally don't vote and who probably aren't ever going to vote again are going out to vote simply because I mean, dude, this morning he tweeted Cal- people. Yeah. This morning. he. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Good. One. This morning, Trump tweeted out California's gone to hell. He tweeted that he said, California's gone to hell. And he said, New Jersey's going to hell. I thought it was fake, man. I looked it up and I was like, "He tweeted that." I don't know, man. Stare. That's in that's. I, t- I sent it to my cousin. He said, "I don't believe it." And he said, "You know what? Actually, it might have happened." And I went. Up, I downloaded Twitter. I don't have Twitter. I downloaded Twitter and I, I hold Holy, it's <laughs> so. I don't know, man. Biden might pull it off. Trump might pull it off. I don't know. It's uh... a. <laughs>
0: What I thought would be more of a difference maker at this point, I really thought if people became optimistic about a vaccine at this point, that it really would have helped Trump. And a lot of people aren't talking and the media's not talking, I think, enough about what they did with Operation Warp Speed, where they basically told the vaccine companies, as soon as they enter Phase 3, start producing them and we'll pay you for them. That way, if the trials come out and say that these vaccines work, we've got them, we're ready to go and we can distribute them immediately. And if it comes out that they don't work, you throw it out, we still paid you for it, it only cost a few billion, in the grand scheme of federal dollars, that's nothing. I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant move. Uh, But Trump doesn't even really talk about it sufficiently obviously the media is not going to do him any favors on that and the vaccines aren't quite here yet So something that I thought could have been a moonshot and really help him probably won't like I did my part, I talk about this too much, but I signed up for vaccine trials. I got the Moderna vaccine. I was actually there at the local place this morning. So I've been so interested in this. And I was certain that this was gonna be the huge issue of October, almost the October surprise. And I was fully expecting the media to start sowing seeds of doubt in in the effectiveness of these vaccines. And the New York Times started a little bit, but because Trump hasn't really made him an issue and because nobody's really talking about the vaccines being just around the corner, the media hasn't even had to spend time, you know, smearing vaccines the way I had expected them to.
1: So tinfoil hat time. Do you think that is his, no pun intended, his Trump card? Do you think it's right there for like I th- November? I thought it would have been, but it's it's going to be too late at this point. Is it or is, he, is it, do you hold on? Is it, is it wait, wait, wait? I don't know. Who knows moderna was the first moderna was ahead of
0: everybody else and that's the one i got uh, at least in the states pfizer was close behind and then astrazeneca and the moderna one they had to slow down the trials this week because they don't have a sufficient amount of minorities enrolled it's uh, too many white people i guess not enough african americans and Hispanics. so much so that they told me they're not even accepting uh caucasians in the moderna trials anymore at least the, in my location i'm lucky i got it but um so it's caused them to have to slow it down if they're in first and they have to slow things down that makes me think these vaccines aren't going to be in anybody's hands or veins by election day and it's not going to be a huge you know election deciding issue that changes popular sentiment over the handling of this which is a shame because it honestly that was a brilliant move that isn't talked about it was one yeah. of the few things the federal government could do about the pandemic that they did brilliantly and it's not talked about enough
1: yeah it's Again, I can talk forever. I just want to inform you. We're at we're at 39 minutes. Yeah, I should, I should probably
0: jump out. <sighs> All right, so...
1: All right, no, no, dude, I I, dude, I can talk for hours, but I, I try to, you know, for your your uh, stuff. No, you no, no,
0: I, I appreciate that. We have a story coming out yeah, today, yeah. and I'm happy to come back on and talk about it later. Dude, I, I think you'll get a kick pl- out of it.
1: Please do, man, please do. Um, we do
0: investigative journalism, and we've got some two-faced politicians on hidden cameras uh, talking about things privately that they won't talk about publicly.
1: Oh, God. Oh, God. It's... All right, we'll save. We'll save it for the. Ne- I'll save it for the next one because I'm going to keep talking to you truth. and I'm going to waste your time. You. <laughs> All right, my man. I appreciate it so much, and uh, I'll email you when it's out. It's my internet's great. terrible, so might be an hour, might be like eight hours. I have no idea. No worries. All right, my man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Great talking to you. You too, buddy. And I guess, dude, anytime you want to come on, come right on. Sounds great. Will too. I appreciate Thank it, you. dog. Yep. Peace. Take care.